Hey everyone, welcome back to Joe on Joe. It's me, your host, Joe Slepsky, and this is the only podcast where we watch every single episode of G.I. Joe Real American Hero, the cartoon, in sequential order, and we comment on it mystery science style. And I'm so happy this week to to welcome back a guest. Um, he was guest on last year's episode. Uh, was uh, Oh, ah, I'm blanking on the name of it right now, but it was the one where Serpentor, my favorite things, where Serpentor goes back and gets his... Um, like his favorite, his the favorite belongings from when he was formerly uh, Genghis Khan and formerly this emperor and formerly that emperor, and, and, he, and it was a really really great episode. And I was very happy to have welcomed that guest from that episode, Mr. Davis Grayson, back to John Joe to talk about a new thing that he just released that I think all of you will enjoy. So, Davis Grayson, welcome back to Joe on Joe. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate you having me back on board. It has been so much fun listening to this podcast. So. Oh, I want to say thank you. Oh, I appreciate that so much. Yeah, I I went uh, just in, in in refreshing which episode we did. I was like, oh yeah, man, was it uh, my fa- was a few of my favorite things? Was the name of it? Oh. I want to say because that was also the one where we thought that the, the bat we see the uh, yeah my favorite things. That's what it was. Yeah, right? my favorite things because remember we see the bat actually look up and we think yes. he's developing a consciousness or something. Yeah, which yeah. which might come into play in something we're going to talk about today. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was yeah it was that was such a great episode of the show, and I think today's episode uh, that we're going to watch, which is uh, from the DIC show, it is called That's Entertainment. I think it's also a fun episode. It's a little silly, and we're going to talk details about it a little later, but we're watching That's Entertainment from the DIC episodes. However, today you're here to talk about a new venture that you're doing. Last time we talked about that you do um, really excellent Instagram photos, like uh, action figure models and stuff like that. Your your handle is Springer underscore 2017. And you, of course, as a Joe on Joe member, you're, you're Peacemaker, the Naval Investigator. But now, on top of all that, we can add you're a Kindle's Worlds author with your new with your new short story called Tales from Peregrine Base. Tell me all about that. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I uh, the idea for Peri- uh, for Kindle Worlds came out. I think it was like 2013, 14, 15, something like that. It was a few years back, and uh, this past GI Joe convention in Orlando. Uh, there was a Kindle Worlds panel, and three of the authors that were actually writing in the Kindle Worlds, uh, Don Don Ma, uh, Wes Ferguson, and um, it's uh, Bill Nedro. Bill Nedro. Okay. And and the reason why Bill is so cool uh, about his story is his character, Stiletto, was the one that won the contest to become a figure. Oh, that They cool. had previous years before that, so... Very, very cool. So they had uh, had a panel and they wanted to actually do what they call a legacy trilogy. And they wanted to span it over like three decades mm-hmm. of G.I. Joe. And they they started they wanted to ask ideas from the from the fans. And so people were given ideas. And I just said, hey, you know, we have the October Guard, but, you know, we never saw a member of the October Guard who was from Cuba. Mm. And they all go. Oh, that's an idea. That's 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 a real good idea. So didn't really think anything about it. A couple of weeks later, Don actually emailed IMs me and says, we want to help create a team. So we want you to help us out. So what? create this team. So I got to create the uh, team, which I thought was really cool uh, for the October <laughs> Guard. And um, I was very blessed to be able to have all three of them give me ideas and I let them know what was happening and everything. And I, I just told him, I said, I want you to save one character. So I want to write about him. And they did that. That is, that is really, really, really cool. So tell us for our readers or who are the readers, our listeners who may not be familiar <laughs> with what Kindle worlds is. Can you give us a, a rundown exactly like what, what that concept is? And I think, isn't it, it's coming to an end soon, right? It is coming to an end, unfortunately. So, and I, I lucked out because I was on Facebook one day and I saw one of the uh, Kindle Worlds writers, Troy Osgood, post saying that Kindle Worlds after May seventeenth was no longer submitting any new stories. And I felt a little bummed about that because I was like, oh, you know, I really wanted to get this story done because I had to finish a few last bit of things, and mm-hmm. I was trying to do Volume One and Volume Two together. 
so I could release them like one week after the other. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, what volume two, it's not going to be able to be released, but I'm going to find a different medium for that. Sure. So after July 17th, I believe, it's either the 16th or 17th, they will no longer be available. So you want to make sure that if you want any good G.I. Joe stories, because like I said, there's a lot of good writers. Justin Bell's another one. Uh, Jim Beard, who has done uh, Tales of the Planet of the Apes and done many other uh, great stories and such. His actually, he's actually one of the uh, Kindle World's writers as well. You want to be able to, you know, there's about 300 G.I. Joe stories. And oh, three. Oh, wow. I didn't realize there were that many on there. And, and so, I, I so, we, say, but, so in big picture, can you can you walk? Because Kindle World's, my understanding of it is it's a repository for fan fiction for people mm -hmm. to be able to sell their fan fiction through Amazon. Is that an accurate description of it? I, I believe so, because they have different genres from all over. I mean, I think even Exo Man of War, I'm not too familiar no, with that really? series. But that was one of them that they could actually do. G.I. Joe and different romance, fantasy, all sorts of different. So you had you had certain guidelines you had to follow uh -huh. and you had to, you know, stay adhere to those guidelines. One of the funniest ones was uh, Snake Eyes in no form or fashion could be a Yankees fan. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was I that thought is, that was pretty funny. So so is that so so like how do you how do you know that? Is that Hasbro like working with the community? Like you know what I mean? how does this come about? And then do you know why is it closing down? Is it Amazon it's just not profitable for them? Or there's too many is there are there problems with like the IPs or do you know do you know anything about that? Unfortunately, no. I mean, there's always speculation for anything. It could be because it could be various things. It may not be profitable for Amazon. It could be whatever the case may be. I mean, but it's it is shutting down, unfortunately. However, the cool thing about it is you get to keep the stories that you buy. So that oh, is great. Great. You just wouldn't. And, and, and would you once they're once they're no longer for sale? They right. also wouldn't be searchable, right? They're not like they're not. You're not going to be able to find them on there, and and there will be a sign just saying like "not for sale," right? It's just. Uh, do you know anything? I think that? so. Okay, um, so what that means is, you have until was it, you just say July seventeenth. It's either July sixteenth or seventeenth is yeah. when the final day to go on Amazon and and buy these, load your Kindle up with this stuff, and then you know read it read it at your leisure as you go along because there's a lot of really good stuff. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed your issue your your issue quite a bit. Volume well, one, thank you. I'm, I'm excited to see what you uh, how you do volume two, volume three. Who do you know who wrote the guideline for GHO? Was that Hasbro or? I, you know, I don't know. I think it may have been a conjunction with Hasbro and Amazon because there was, there was certain guidelines, you know, you couldn't do any crossovers. You couldn't do anything with any other intellectual properties or anything. Mm -hmm. So you had to, you had to be very careful about what you could and could not say. Um, well, even, which, I mean, even within that though, you, you do some deep diving in your story and, and I like it a lot. So walk us through, uh, Tales from the Peregrine Base as a teaser. It's basically the October Guard. They, uh, uh, they're, they're going into Cuba, right, mm -hmm. to, to investigate um, uh, uh, an old Dr. Venom laboratory. Right. Well, the they have answered a distress call from the liaison of the Cuban October Guard uh, team known as the Movement. Got it. And so... Once they once they arrive over there, they wanted to see what the disturbance was. And it's on a small inlet island when I was looking at Cuba going, OK, where can I do this? Mm -hmm. And I was trying to actually pinpoint it on Google Earth going, OK, where's a cool little place to actually do? And I said, I'll just create something. But I wanted to have something in that immediate area. Awesome. So and they there's been known that there was Flashpoint Diego Perez, who was the last surviving member of the October Guard's equivalent team the movement of uh, cuba now is the now so was he a creation from the other kindle world's author from that conversation you had about why were there no cuban or is, was he an actual figure? yes so he's wholly I, from kindle worlds he he's wholly from kindle worlds uh i actually created a figure from him i meshed a couple of pieces oh, together and awesome. i used um 
I, I used uh, it was a modern era figure, so I just wanted to. Well, that explains that explains why as I was reading it and enjoying it, of course. But I was like, oh, okay. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> you you certainly gave en- you give enough absolutely give enough information to understand. Oh, he's a, he's a member of of you know the Cuban October Guard and, and this and that and the other. But I, but in my brain, I was going, oh, he must be a later GI Joe that I just don't know. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> I'm a dummy. Um, now, uh, you also, you're also the lead character that you use. I think this is pretty interesting. You were telling me about uh, the lead for the lead female on the Crimson Guard is Volga, not for the October Guard. Yeah, for the October, yeah, October. And it's Volga, not uh, Diane. Yeah. So tell me about Volga. So Volga was a part of a three pack from 1998, I believe. It was the Toys R Us exclusive. And it, uh, I believe it was supposed to be Diana, but for whatever reason, it didn't come about. I don't know why. I don't know what the deal was or anything. So I just said, oh, this would be a cool figure to use because uh, if you look very carefully where the date is, it's 2011 with my story. Mm-hmm. And Bill Nedro, who uh, who writes the third book, his is in 2016. Mm. And it does – he mentions Diana and he mentions a few other things. So – and because when I was talking to Bill, Bill was like, oh, I didn't realize yours was going to be at this time. This is how I was doing mine. And I said, don't worry. I said, this is how it's going to be fun putting in. This is the creative process of putting in the story. So it, so everything fits, fits together, hopefully. So, so, you know. so I pulled up I pulled up the, uh, the the file card from our friends over at Yojo.com for mm-hmm. Volga. And I think it's fair. So they they're they're. Their explanation is Volga could conceivably be a unique character, but her real name and file card matches Diana. And mm-hmm. it seems to me that whoever is putting the file card together thought, well, we can't name her. Her name is Dana, Dana, Dina. Her name is Dana. We can't call her Dana. So let's give her a nickname, therefore creating two different characters entirely. <laughs> That see, that seems to be to be the obvious, you know what I mean? Just of human nature. Right. How did this come about? You're you're a bunch of marketing people sitting around a table. Well, there's no other character whose name is Jack, and then his code name is also Jack. So, <laughs> so, so so let's make up a name. Therefore, they birthed Volga. But I love that that fans took that and ran with it and said, no, 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 different person. Entirely. And well, see, I I wanted to have her as a different person. So when I wanted to create my own character, so I said, okay. What can I do to still have a strong female lead? Because I wanted her just to be just an, just an all out, yeah, you know, a great character. She's great, and I, uh, I wanted to make her just a little bit younger than Diana. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I wanted to throw in like little similarities. Going, I thought there was no other women in the October Guard. Contrary to popular belief, this is who I, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, have yeah. all those little phrases and everything. Because Diana is mentioned in the. Uh, in my story and in mm-hmm. Bill Nedro's story as well. So now there's a there's another character that you use that uh, I don't want I actually don't want to spoil it for our listeners because I really want you to go to go to Kindle Worlds and and get yourselves a hand on a, on Tales from the Peregrine Base. So I uh, I'm gonna ask this. There's a spoiler that they rescue a character from the GI Joe team, mm-hmm. and I'm, we're not gonna say who he is, but I thought he did die. Yes. Did are you the first person to bring him back or No. No, you're not. Do no. where where was he previously brought back? He was brought back by Larry Hama. Oh. In the new uh continuity. Well, not new continuity, but the continuation of the old Marvel the, run. The IDW slash Marvel run. Right. Larry and, So he was brought back in like ish one fifty six and beyond. Yes. So okay. uh, I don't okay. remember that's which all. episode. That's all. That's all. Yeah. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's a tease. That's a tease, listeners. <laughs> if you know who we're talking about, then you're like, oh, well, I got to read it. But yeah, that's 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 awesome. And did Larry's story leave him in the position we find him in your story? Um, no, because this I, I was trying to actually have it take place before. Okay. And in volume two, you would understand. Fair like, enough. Oh, where does he go? Awesome. And because I, I will tell you this and not to spoil anything, but one of the characters in in Larry's um, Larry Hama's uh, IDW run 
sees this character again and says, I thought you were dead. And mm. he said, it's above your pay grade. Got it. Got it. Which is also used in your story. Yes. 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 I, yes, yes. Now, so your your story then from all this conversation, this takes place in the comic book continuity, right? Yeah. I mean, I, well, I wanted to actually have it where I could have it take place virtually anywhere where it wouldn't mess up any mm -hmm. continuity, you know, going forward. So I was trying to just make it its own, but if you wanted to put it in a timeline or anything, we could do that too. Well, it's listen, it's delightful. So I oh, congratulations, well, congratulations on it. It's a whole lot of fun. Make sure you go to Kindle worlds, look up tales from the Peregrine base, Davis Grayson, get your hands on it. Well, I think it's two, two dollars, dollar 99. Is that right? Oh uh, yeah. It's a dollar 99. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two bucks. Come on. Get it, read it, you'll enjoy it, and then uh, oh, yeah. and then we gotta find uh, we gotta find like a website or something to host the follow up. Uh, there's gotta be other uh, like fanfic websites, right? That that there has to be. And from what I've been told, uh, there is a Kindle Worlds panel that is at the last GI Joe convention in Chattanooga mm. coming up soon, and there there is some news going to be happening there, but oh, I don't know. Awesome. I we'll, mean, we'll wait and see. Yeah, yeah I don't know the news or anything. We're but. recording this uh, on like the 10th of June. And so the, the G.I. Joe convention is, I want to say it's the 26th, right? That week? Or is it? Or uh, the... 21st, 22nd? 21st. It's right, right around Father's Day. Yeah. So I or think. Right before Father's oh, Day. right, right. So this episode will air the week after the convention. So if you're hearing yeah. this, whatever happened at the convention, here, here's our here's our answer. It was amazing. I can't believe yeah. they announced that. Did you see? Oh my god, I was so I was so amazing. More importantly, they're going to continue the convention and it's going to be in my hometown. What? <laughs> I'm so excited about that. It's going to oh. be awesome. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I think a lot of I think a lot of the Kindle Worlds writers for GI Joe, I think a lot of times they were just writing some of the ones I've told to that they wanted to write because it was enjoyable. It wasn't like to make money off yes, of it or anything, yes. but it was, you know, you've, all of us have done it before growing up, played in the yard, mm -hmm. you know, all creating these characters. And yep. that's what I wanted to do. I actually had a friend of mine ask me, he said, so where's the GI Joe team? I said, well, they're not in until the very end. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, it seemed like they would take the center stage in part two. Yes, they would. seemed like that. That's what you were setting up. But I like. Yeah. I mean, I liked that. That was the choice on your because it was. It's it's a lot of focus on Cobra, and and some some um, improvements there. Now you you slipped in your your character of Peacemaker. I did. I did. <laughs> and which I, firmly I cements in. this podcast in the continuity. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Then that means Deep Dish is a member. You made me legit. You made Deep Dish a legit <laughs> member of the GHO comic book. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. It's so great, and, man. You, you know, it, it, I have to say, when I didn't think it was actually going to happen because I never heard back from them and it was on the last day. Mm -hmm. And I just said, you know what? If it doesn't happen... This is the one thing I want to always tell and encourage people that if you see something that comes up and you say, hmm, I want to think about doing that, just get on it right away. Just do yes. it because yes. I I just happened just to type in on the search bar for Amazon. I just typed in Tales of Peregrine Base and all of a sudden, three days later, I was like, oh, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're absolutely right about that. When you got... If you have something that strikes you, don't think about how hard it would be to do. Just start chipping away at it. You know, um, yeah, every listen, everything you think about, everything you, you may want to be have create or have a little creative puck. Not it doesn't always come to fruition. You know, sometimes there are legitimate obstacles to getting something done. But if you just start chipping away, you you then this backlog, this mental backlog that you have of things you've accomplished versus things you want to do it just grows bigger and bigger. And then eventually your accomplishments gets larger than the things you want to do, you know, or, yeah. or even, even more inspirationally, the things you want to do get more expansive because you've accomplished all these things that you previously thought were hard. And then you're like, well, no, I did that. So if I did that and sure, I could totally do this. And, and I think that's a, that's a real important lesson. To, uh, it's a real important lesson. And not, not just, 
not just creatively, you know, like it, because not everyone's a writer or artist or, you know, podcaster, broadcaster, not everyone's got that gene, but it could be, you know, man, I really got to, honestly, I got to paint the garage. You know, I got to go, I got to get around to, I got to get around to working on my car or, or I want to learn, you know, how to, how to, how to take apart an engine or how to change the oil on my car. You know, like those, those little things eventually you're like, you do it. And then it's, it wasn't that hard. And you're like, Oh, okay. Well, that's something I can do. Or I, I want to build my own PC that for me, that's something I've for years. I've always, every time it comes time for me to get a new computer every few years, I go, man, this is the time I'm going to build my own PC. And I never do it. Yeah. And I never absolutely. I, I learned, I learned this past year, how to lay floor. For my uh, awesome. living room. Yeah. And and when you first started, you were it went slow yeah. and you were nervous and you were like, oh, gosh, what if I. And by the time that floor was down, you were a pro like you yeah. felt you felt so comfortable. And now you probably feel really great about it, like accomplished and proud. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's the way I look at it with this story. I was like, you know, if I did not do it. And did, and if I would have just kept putting it off, because mm-hmm. the way the way I was getting the inspiration to actually write it, I I went on a few hikes, and I went to the different state parks here in Florida, and I was going, okay, I've got the story, it's all mapped out in my head, <laughs> but until I actually put it to paper, it's not going to work. Yeah. And so, yeah, I started just writing down an outline, and then from there, I just started just typing, and then. All of a sudden, I have a sixty-page, you know, short story or mm-hmm. novella, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I thought, hmm, can I go any further, or do I need to stop right here? So, uh, in like nineteen ninety-eight, ninety-nine, like hot off the success of Clerks and all that stuff, I had an idea for a script that is basically Clerks in a movie theater, based on my time working in a movie theater, and 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 I fleshed it all out, and it was all mapped out, and then I did nothing with it. Until mm. 10 years later, I finally sat down and said, I'm just going to write this script. I don't know if it'll ever, anyone will ever do anything with it. I, I've shown it to a few people that it, we've done read throughs that people enjoy it, whatever. But I was able to get it out. And now I think that that opened up this block. Now I've written multiple scripts, you know, yeah. and, I, and I, I know how to write screenplays and all this stuff. But I sat for 10 years on this one script that I love. And it's this personal story that is now something that, oh, it's done. It's accomplished. Like, that I got it out of me. It's a yeah. thing. It's a thing that exists now. And now I can open my brain up to tell other stories. And I, and I have, you know, it's, it's great. It's a, it's a... I, I completely agree because I know, you know, looking back, I'm going, if I would not have wasted time or procrastinated, mm-hmm. you know, those, those things where I could have been, you know, already done volumes two, three, and four. Because mm-hmm. I even asked Daryl DePriest at one point after the panel last year, I said, hey, I know we can't combine Transformers, but do you remember this episode of Only Human? <laughs> Is there a chance I could do maybe a couple of those characters? And he he said, I think you'd be all right if you use X. And I went, all right, I think I might Got do it. that. Got it. So I know I know we can't use Transformers, but what if a vamp just happened to morph into a robot we didn't call him a transformer (laughs) he doesn't have an autobot insignia (laughs) but it just becomes a jeep that all of a sudden walks and talks is that is that okay (laughs) can we do that yeah (laughs) because i mean i i don't know if you've listened uh read any of the idw shared universe or anything oh yeah 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 i mean i probably am the minority here but i do love seeing Autobots, G.I. Joe, you know, Rom, Micronauts all together. You're not, it just seems like it fits. It totally fits. I think that, I think they've done a really good job of it. I I think that the, strangely, the Joe team has been, uh, uh, spread out a little too thin with it. I think, Mm -hmm. I think they thought that having them as this, which it makes sense to have them as the spine, but they kind of got lost in the shuffle, you know, ultimately, but it, one, we know that the Transformers and Joes were in the same universe. They yeah. totally were. And then to make the Transformers tech, like the wellspring from for ROM and, and all this stuff makes complete sense. And yeah, I love it. Like, I, I love all the concepts. I love it. I hope that they're rebooting Transformers. I don't know if that means they're abandoning the shared universe or whatever. I just hope we get a stronger, you know, IDW version of the G.I. Joe team come out of it. That's That's what I want. 
Oh yeah, that'd be cool. And you know, have have Mass be a sub team of GI Joe. Yeah, well, that's Mass, what I've always thought. Mask has always just been it's the combination of Transformers and GI Joe. And oh, absolutely. If you're, you're gonna put them in that world, then yeah, they took Transformers tech without the AI. They put it into their 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 um, their IROC. <laughs> <laughs> and then they slapped a, then they slapped a GI Joe guy in the in the cockpit. You know, like yeah, absolutely. That makes I, that makes more sense than anything else in the world. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of some of that stuff it was out there, but I just enjoyed it. It was just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was. It really was. And and I, I'm an old school Rom fan, so just to see Rom back in play makes me very, very, very happy. Well, if you remember the old Marvel, and I don't know if it was the Marvel UK or Marvel, but you remember Death's Head? Yeah, it was like thirty feet tall, mm-hmm. as tall as a transformer. Mm-hmm. Got reduced in size by someone in a blue box. And then all of a sudden he appeared, he took Def's head back and left him on top of the Baxter building. And now he's in the Marvel Universe. Who was the person in the blue box? Uh, it was number seven. But like, was it? Doctor Who. Oh, he was Doctor. Doctor. Oh, Doctor Who. Yeah. Funny. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, because Death Head was a big, U- he's a big UK guy. Yeah, like, and then I think the yeah. fourth Doctor and the seventh Doctor oh, appeared at a couple of times. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's hilarious. Well, I, I like I know Marvel because Marvel owns the the idea of the Space Knights, I think, or the or the yeah they own the Marvel still does stories with Space Knights. They were a part okay. of Annihilation and all that stuff, and all the secondary knights that were created during the original run were owned by Marvel. It's just that Rom and uh. The name, the Dire Wraiths, were still owned by Hasbro, but the design of the Dire Wraiths are owned by Marvel. Like it's like a weird like there's certain elements that were created for the comic book that Marvel still does use, and so whenever they whenever you interact with the Space Knights, one of them in the Marvel universe, one of them always mentions like our great shining hero that you know that has fallen and they, they're talking about rom but they never say his name they're like he was always there's always a line about like he was so special now let's move on with our great thing you know <laughs> that's right. awesome yeah that's awesome. well today's episode of this show joe on joe is we're gonna watch that's entertainment and it is fantastic it ages general hawk if 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 the if the episode where hawk was uh retired to the beach made him feel old this episode makes him really old because he's just a massive fan of bob hope and bing crosby that's the first thing i thought when i saw the show oh it's complete yeah it's completely bob hope and crosby and that means yeah. general hawk is 65 years old <laughs> 65 now even in the 80s hope and crosby you know yes in the 80s i think bob hope was like 80 at the time so he was still old at that point yeah, the Hope Crosby Road movies, they were in like the they were in the 50s. So, you've got General Hawk being this massive fan of of movies from the 50s. So, that would have been 30 years prior. Well, actually, well, 40 years prior because now now with the DSC stuff, we're in the early 90s. So, that is let's let's compare that. That's in the that's in in now that's me being a ma- Well, you know what? Oh my god, I'm really old. That's me being a massive fan of movies from the 70s. <laughs> and I am a massive fan of movies from the 70s. Yeah. So this is okay. So I love The Godfather. You know, who doesn't love The Godfather? This is uh if I'm General Hawk today, 42-year-old General Hawk going, "Hey, they just kidnapped Al Pacino and Robert De Niro." Yeah. <laughs> or or they go, "Oh my goodness, Harrison Ford has been kidnapped." Yes, you know, yes. anything. Yeah. Al Pacino and Harrison Ford have been kidnapped by Cobra. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. So I take all that ageism back. General, you know, <laughs> General Hawk's a young, vital man who is a, who's absolutely got his finger on the pulse of modern of modern entertainment. That's I, I, that's the statement I'm leaving with today. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So um, we're gonna get into it, and we're gonna watch that's entertainment. Are, are you ready, Davis? I am ready when you are. Sweet man. Before we hit play on that, I need everyone to go to Instagram and check out Springer underscore 2017. You're going to see Davis's wonderful Instagram stuff. He does action figure, you know, poses, sets, takes them out into the into the wilds of the world, and and sets them up in nature. They look really great. Go to Kindle Worlds, look up Tales from the Peregrine Base, and act fast. There's probably only about a month left 
when by the time you hear it, maybe only about three weeks left in order for you to get your hands on this. And while you're on the internet, make sure you follow me at Joe on Joe Pod. If you want to be a guest on the show, I'd love to have you on. If you're a fan of the of GI Joe, send me an email to Joe on Joe Pod at gmail.com. Also, I'm running a Patreon, and on our Patreon page, we do a Patreon exclusive podcast for GI Joe. It's called Joe on Joe Illustrated. We break down every single issue of the G.I. Joe comic. So we don't pick and choose. We don't just get all the hits. We don't do, here's issue 21 for the fifth time. Here's our thoughts on this. You know, here's our thoughts on Snake Eyes origin issues. Oh, no, no. We do every single issue. We do it in order. And we go page by page, panel by panel. So we, we it's, I, I can't imagine anyone else has done this on this. I, I can't. Have you seen anyone doing it? Uh, I think there may be one. It's called Jejo Headcast or Jejo Real American Hero. Headcast. How dare you? How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Well, no, they, no. Let's. Well, let's, that's great though. And they do. They go issue by issue. Um, I think. Well, they. I think what they're doing is an an issue, and then an episode of the animated cartoon series. Oh, that's awesome. So I I, I find that pretty cool. Yeah. You know? And. And it shows I love to I love to listen to different points of view from mm-hmm. people to say, oh, OK, well, that makes sense. Well, that makes sense, because I mean, that's that's one reason why I wanted to actually get my story out talking about the October Guard. I always thought they were just a cool team and they were introduced as early as issue six. Yeah. Yeah, they were. I mean, how crazy yep. is that? Yes, they were. Yes, they were. We covered that on Joe and Joe Illustrated. So go to patreon.com slash Joe and Joe pod for only $3. You get full access to those, every single one of those podcasts, and you can help support the show. You can help support the show for just a dollar a month, whatever it is. We love it. We appreciate it. And I, I love that someone else is doing it. I, that's great. I, I'll have to check that out. I think I've seen the headcast on, on social media, but I'll check out what they're doing. It's fantastic. I try not to actually listen to other pods that much because I don't want to steal. You know, I don't want to be influenced unduly, but I celebrate everyone doing it. I think I think the more the merrier because the bigger we can get the word out about G.I. Joe, I think the more Hasbro would see that there's an interest to revive it and keep it vital. I think it's in a very precarious position these days. Mm-hmm. So so I I just I love it. I love seeing the chatter. And it's I hope it's not us being in a Joe bubble. I hope right. that it's we're actually getting more people thinking and talking and, you know, just getting some chatter out there. Cause I'd love to see more Joe product. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's, it's a shame that uh, the club is ending this year because I've always loved their, their concepts because mm-hmm. this year the theme is um, slaughters marauders and the mm-hmm. Python patrol. Yeah. Both, and, both introduced in the show at the same time. Yeah. And the Python patrol, I, I just love, just love the color schemes. I love, you know, them using like different fringe characters that uh, Trigger and Lightning were from 2011, that they, they were foreign, um, not foreign, I was um, Argentina or Brazilian exclusives. Mm-hmm. They were they were oh, used okay. and they were repaints of other figures, but they brought them back. And um, that was that was they were only released there. They weren't released oh, anywhere else cool. and everything. And the club actually brought them into the modern era. Oh, that's and great. So, well, you used the Python Patrol in your story. I did. I did. I wanted to um, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to, where it looked like they were a little undercover with some stuff. And so Python Patrol was just a an obvious choice. And I used Hotwire, mm-hmm. the Cobra Bat uh, mechanic, and uh, Copperhead. I mean, you can't go wrong using Copperhead. No, you can't go wrong using Copperhead. So we're going to get into it. We're going to get into watching right. That's Entertainment. And uh, here we go. So we were saying earlier that you're 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 a fan of the DIC opening, but I I don't think it's a I don't think you didn't watch these episodes right when they were out. I watched a couple, but not that many because it was on at uh, like six o'clock in the morning where I where I lived at the time. Yeah, but but these openings are are great. They they really highlight the show, the the toys like there's. It's as good a spotlight of the vehicles and the figures that were available at the time as I could possibly imagine. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have every every single vehicle, every single figure wave that was going on during mm-hmm. this time. Every character is being looked at. I mean, even even the uh, Buzz Lightyear Hulk is yeah. one of the coolest ones. Yeah. Um, I just noticed that 
and maybe I'm, I've, you know, if listeners, if you know this different, uh, please correct me. The parachutes they use in this opening, they have um, <clears throat> a bird sig- symbol on them, right? Mm-hmm. Was that the first use of a eagle slash hawk slash bird for the Joe logo? Because you know, you know, they've done that yeah. in more recent years with the movie, the live action movies. They realized someone smartly realized, hey, Cobra has a logo. Joe doesn't really have a logo. Joe yeah, has they, a, they has, has their name with the stars and stripes, but that's not much of a logo. Right. So they they've used that that bird. You know, you know what I mean? Like the logo I'm talking mm-hmm. about, the bird one. Yeah. There are birds on those parachutes. Could that be the origins where they first started trying to get some kind of eagle slash, you know, hawk kind of branding, maybe? It could very well be. be could very well be. Now, I will tell you, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but I looked on yojo.com. Yes. There was no no reissue of Lady J, but she is in the cartoon. Oh, yeah. They just yeah. dumbed, dumb, they don't mean dumb, but they simplified. That's the right it's word. They simplified her design. There, there were no women in this era of G.I. Joe. There was, like, Jinx was the last one. And oh, then wow. if, you, if you go through the Joe the Joe figures, like, there's a reissue of Scarlet as a ninja. And that's mm-hmm. kind of it. Like, it is, they went hard into all dudes. So the <sighs> fact that Lady J is in this episode and on the D.I.C. show is a, is, a, is a huge plus. And she's just simplified her look. Like, she doesn't really have a different look. They just kind of yeah. simplified it, you know. Wrestling well, this is great. The so they open up like and they're watching road a road trip movie. Actually, well, they they weren't watching <laughs> road trip to Gorky. It was road trip to Afghanistan or something. Yeah. But it's uh, it's but the Bob Hope Bing Crosby stand-ins, and it's they're watching their movies, and it's 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 actually well, the treasure is ours. yeah, no, it's well, oh, it's Hope and Crosby, the Crosby oh, character. He's not like he's not beating his grandchildren. He's really he's. He kind of sounds a little bit more. He's got a little bit more of a uh, of a Dean Martin kind of swagger going on, but it's definitely Hope and Crosby. And right. if you're not familiar with Hope and Crosby, it's Bing Crosby and Bob Hope, of course. And they did a lot of road movies, so it was like Road to Bali, um, Road to Singapore, I think was yeah. one of them. And they um, they were just like. Just road trip movies. Like, they kind of set the template for road trip movies, you know? They were two dudes that would get into trouble. Road to Morocco. That's the one I was thinking of. Not yeah, Road to yeah, Morocco. That's right. that's, I think that's one of the, the bigger ones. And they would um, just, like, go on these go, go on these adventures. And, and the two, Road to Rio. And they would get in some kind of hijinks and some kind of trouble. And it would just be an excuse to... Um, so you think Cobra was after the map generator? Va- have Definitely. a vacation and film a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we learned we learned that Hawk and uh, Kremoff, who is Red Star, but they don't call him Red Star, so he's Kremoff. They're massive fans of these guys, and we learned that these guys, uh, or that that Cobra is. Uh, Keep both eyes peeled, troops. There's no telling. Cobra's on alert. Let's put it next. that way. Would you agree right. with that? Yes. So because Cobra's on such a high attack alert, Sergeant Slaughter puts everyone on basically 24-7 guard duty, which is going to uh, wear them very thin. You know, their their nerves are going to get frayed, right? Mm -hmm. And we see here... And they're protecting the the MacGuffin device, which is um, for deep space satellite. Right, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and the weeks go by. We see the the calendar go by, and they're, they're, they're they're on... alert and so things are going wrong because now they're not paying attention yeah, it was accident. I'm sick of and you know i find it funny they never call captain cream off by his code name of red star yeah i we've talked about this a little bit before i don't really have an answer but i i gotta think it's some kind of um copyright thing you know yeah. there's, it had to be some kind of just for honestly the same reason that um Hector Ramirez was changed. Sergeant Slaughter, I want my dad. Oh, yeah. That other episode, Cobra, too. Each other. Uh, something, whatever it was. Low, Jose. They need to let off steam before uh, the whole team you know, goes Gonzalez, crazy. I forget what his other name right. was. Even though in the animation, it was the, the name Hector Ramirez was actually animated. But they called him <laughs> they called him something completely different. 
and I, and I, maybe because he was a technically a Sunbow creation. So maybe at some point in the Sunbow stuff, there there is a Red Star that someone had animation copyright on, so they just called him Kremov. Could be, could yeah. be that. So here we oh, go. Wait. We meet, we meet, we meet Jackie, who is Bob Hope, and he's doing his USO tours now. Bob Hope did a ton of USO tours. Yeah, he did. That was his thing. He was Mr. USO, and by all accounts. <laughs> As, as good a thing as it was, and I don't want to take anything away from, you know, he was out there helping the troops and doing great stuff. And, and his legacy, I think, does continue to this day. Apparently, the USO tours was just Yaha time for Bob Hope. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I've heard, I think I've heard him talked about on, like, uh, things like the um, uh, the Gilbert Gottfried podcast and stuff. Where apparently, Bob Hope would go on the USO tours to just ship every single girl that he went with oh wow <laughs> yeah never even do that <laughs> i don't mean to disparage a man i i truly yeah. you know it's a different time and different things but yeah apparently the the hope uso tours were were yaha time for bob hope <laughs> wow so so i mentioned about uh the buzz Lightyear reference with general hulk yeah somebody actually recently did a custom that turned that general hulk figure into Buzz Lightyear's really, colors. It's like painted them up looks blue amazing. and white. Oh, really? Yeah, looks absolutely amazing. I that's, loved it. That's pretty great. That's, so what do you think about this Cobra Commander in the Battle Armor? Um, I, it grew on me. I had him as a figure, and even as a figure, mm-hmm. it bothered me. I think the design is is a, is a terrible garish design, just just on its surface. It gets, I don't know how that comes through and someone approves it. You know, like there's, yeah, it is just wildly garish, but it makes sense to put him in battle armor. Right. But why this with such odd angles? I don't know. I, I, you know, what do you think? I, I was first introduced to it by uh, the comic books. Mm -hmm. So I think it was one of the Fred series Commerceman guards yes. that actually helped him out and got it and everything. And eventually, as everyone knows, spoilers, you know, Cobra Commander shot in the back and Fred seven or eight mm-hmm. take over mm-hmm. as Cobra Commander. Yeah. And being and, in the armor helped disguise that it wasn't really Cobra Commander. Yeah. And if you and if you look on Instagram or look at different places. We're going to commercial, we'll be right back. Today's file card features on the G.I. Joe Communications expert code named Dial Tone. His file name is Jack S. Morelli. And his primary military specialty is the radio telecommunications. His secondary specialty is the infantry. He's from Eugene, Oregon, and he's a grade E4. Dialtone built his own crystal set when he was only 10. By 14, he was part of a CB network and had his own ham station by the time he was 16. Dialtone made all his own equipment, buying parts with quarters he earned bagging groceries. He saw the Army as a means to furthering his education in his chosen field and quickly found that instead of a stepping stone, it was a goal in itself. Manning a radio in the field wasn't just passing time, it was a job with a purpose. Quote, one of the scariest things that can happen to you out in the field is to lose contact with your base. That means you are alone. There's no artillery support, no airstrikes, no medvac, no extraction, no nothing. The cavalry ain't coming until the man with the radio tells him to. I was a big fan of Dial Tone. He was my like meat era of G.I. Joe communications guy. I had Breaker, but something about Dial Tone really sung to me, and I think it was the movable microphone on his backpack hit that backpack that that kind of arched over his head i'm assuming to get better signal because it kind of went up and out and then the microphone would swing down over his face he also had that snappy beret he and flint rocking the berets look good with a nice nice mustache they've done 11 dial tones over the years dial tones got a lot of play in the figures in 86 he was reissued as part of the Special Missions Brazil Force, which was, it was part of the Toys R Us exclusive repaint series with Claymore, Leatherneck, Mainframe, and Wetsuit. And he also had a good looking figure. And that one, he had red pants with like a black undershirt, a brown overshirt, and a green web belt going over his chest. The original Dial Tone had a really good and unique look because he had this uh, green teal with a tan shirt and, and black pants that made him stand out when you line him up against the other Joes. And in uh, the mid-2000s, they actually made turned him into a female, which was later retconned a little bit, and they said that that was actually his sister, Jill Morelli. 
So dial tone fans, don't worry. He's still out there. He's still keeping it down, rocking a mustache the entire way. I'm a fan. I love that his name's dial tone. Kids don't even understand what a dial tone is today. It's, it's like you should call him busy signal. And so Jack S. Morelli, dial tone, we salute you. You were saying? I was saying that um, uh, the Fred series, if you look at some of the pictures that you post now, you'll see the Fred figure's head on Cobra Commander. Oh, like they'll customize it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty great. Yeah, someone, someone did a General Hux and put General <laughs> Hux's face on that and it looked just like hey, the fred general hulks has uh, general hulks has very similar uh speaking patterns to cobra commander let's let's be fair <laughs> I, those those star wars movies he screams and behaves not unlike cobra commander yeah that's there's true. some that's similarity true. there for sure so on the show cobra commander has kidnapped bob hope jackie yes he has yeah and uh, he's going to uh impersonate him and we're going to get a little bit of a Cyrano de Bergerac going on. And Cobra Commander is now wearing a a Jackie mask outfit. Although what's funny is they they draw him literally like five inches taller than Jackie, <laughs> which is weird because I it's like if, it's like if they are saying that obviously Cobra Commander can't change how tall he is. But if they're going to try to fool us into thinking that he's the same guy, why are you drawing him five inches taller standing right next to him? That seems a weird choice. And, it, it does seem pretty crazy, but and, that's a suspension of disbelief. Right. Too, so. And we know that they were only focusing on characters that were popular at the time that were not even popular, but literally for sale at the time. You have Zartan on the team. You have Xandar on the team. Why is Cobra Commander going undercover? So did you why are we not pulling out Zartan? That's I, I guess I don't because know. since he has that battle armor, he has more confidence now. <laughs> he's been that working, makes sense, right? Yeah, he's been working on his impersonations. <laughs> um, this is wonderful, though, because Jackie is feeding Cobra Commander hey, lines here in the Bergerac style. Right. And Cobra Commander is so stupid. <laughs> Isn't it? That he's repeating gosh, he really is that stupid. all the lines that Jackie gives him, and he just like he just literally quite like he lived up to it. It's great. Like this is a great scene. I really think it's hilarious. And I think <laughs> I think Cobra Commander is actually liking the role. I think he's liking being someone who who's appreciated. You know. Oh yeah. Miss Diamond. Um, and it, it's funny how he's wearing Chuckles as a shirt. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. He totally is. And here's uh, Red Star has all their movies on VHS, and he's going to get autographs. Could you tell me just and, please one and thing? Fiona is uh, seducing anything, Colonel Kremov. What is like? And all Colonel Kremov's interested Jackie in Love? is working with Jackie Love. I think he's got a crush on Jackie Love, is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, who can blame him? Jackie Love's a magnetic personality. Yeah, you know, if you look at uh, Captain Red Star's. Uh, file card it says he's a captain of the october guard mm -hmm. but there's only one other member that appears in the dick episodes if i remember correctly and that was a uh, big bear oh yeah well well big bear have we ever seen him with the october guard wasn't he always just only ever on the joe team like he was a, he was a he was a give to us a give to the yeah. joes like they were like hey the wall is down let's partner up and be friends but have we ever seen big bear on an october adventure well, if you go to Tales of Peregrine Base, <laughs> <laughs> available today uh, for for a brief Kindle period Worlds. of time on Kindle Worlds, you'll see you'll see him on an adventure. You're absolutely right. Now, um, I do want to point out that this part of the plot, this is stolen from the movie. This is them oh. cannibalizing the the Falcon plot, the yeah. exact the exact Falcon plot from the movie which was a little a little insulting like we just did this in the gi joe movie where where a, a female cobra impersonates a, a girlfriend of a joe and she breaks in and you know steals something that's the movie plot right oh yeah absolutely. Find jackie love. by the way that line right there find jackie love that's a reference 
to, I got to imagine that's a reference to that 1970s cop show. What does it get? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, but female cop get. Good work, General. What now? We let the snakes take us back to their base. Get Christy Love. Get Christy Love. Yes, that's it. Christy Love was it was it was a cop show in the 70s, and the tagline was like "Get Christy Love." <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, get Christy Love, 1974-1975. Absolutely. That was a reference to get Christy Love, which is really obscure and freaking hilarious. <laughs> they would put that on a G.I. Joe cartoon from, what, 1991? Oh, yeah. And did you notice that Jackie Love's uh, mask that Cobra Commander had on when he takes it off, his battle armor head <laughs> yes. is still on? Yes. Amazing it's, special effect. It's so... That's that's what kills me. That's the part where I'm like, God, how cheap are we here? How cheap is this animation? You can't figure out a different way to do it. You know, have him duck his head behind us. Something, you know, like, you know, something. Right. Yeah. Come on, guys. Come on. I would have been happy with just like a ski mask or yeah. something. You know, now these are these crim- these are like the, the what the Crimson Guard elite. Is that their name? Uh, Crimson Guard Immortals. Immortals, right, right, right. Which is I like seeing them. It's pretty great. Yeah, they are. They are actually pretty cool. And I think there's only been there was an update, modern era to them, and they're actually pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Crimson Guardsmen. Mm-hmm. I know I have the um, the Shadow Guard, where it's the Crimson Guard hey, figure, mm-hmm. but they're all in black. Nice. Instead of red. Nice. Looks absolutely gorgeous. Nice. Uh, he just said you're you're about as funny as a screen door on the space shuttle. I don't think I don't think we had the Defiant yet, but I would have loved to have him just say, just go back and say, "You're about as funny as a screen door on the Defiant," and just leave it at that. Oh yeah, let people I know. think what's the Defiant. I unfortunately we never did see the Defiant. No, no, we never do. Now this is uh this is classic, classic Cobra Commander. He gets a little bit of success, and he absolutely just pisses it away, you know. Like, all of a sudden, he thinks he's the funny man. He thinks he's the talent. He thinks he's the reason for success. And that is the downfall of, like, every dictator. We're going to go to commercial with Jackie Love at Trouble. Hey, listeners. I'm not sure if you've heard the news, but Joe and Joe has started a Patreon, and I'm inviting you along for the ride. Go to patreon.com slash Pod and check out my page. Right now, there are two opportunities for you to help support the show. You can choose to be a grunt or a viper. Grunts get access to all the Joe and Joe episodes and early access to new episodes as they're created. Vipers get all that and access to my all-new spinoff podcast, Joe and Joe Illustrated, where I will be breaking down every single issue of the G.I. Joe comic books page by page in the deepest dive you'll ever hear on G.I. Joe. So go to patreon.com slash Pod and see what's happening over at the Fort Wadsworth Motor Pool. We'll see you there. He is suspended over a shark tank with the with his actual uh, co-star lady friend over a bunch of sharks. Hey, it'll be a snowy day in the Sahara before I play second banana to some guy who sounds like a tricycle tire with a leak. That's a great line. <laughs> and so this is also great, Cobra Commander, and the, all the list of various crimes and terrible things he's done. If he's ever brought in front of the Hague. They're going to just straight up have footage that he shot himself of him murdering someone. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So they could always say like, hey, you were in charge of this international terrorist organization. He'd be like, well, you know, in charge, schmarge. Like, what is, you know, what does in charge mean? And then they go, okay, well, all that aside, here's uh, here's 35 millimeter camera footage of you lowering a, a, a man into shark tanks. Okay. Yeah, that was me. You got me. You got me. So we see General Hawk with the helmet on now. Yes, very rare. It's rare. And 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 he looks like um, he really looks like a, a yes, Buzz Lightyear, but contemporary to the time, he looks like a Centurion. That's the, yes. that's the Centurion yes. armor. Yes. Yeah. The um, GI Joe Collectors Club is actually going to be releasing a General Hawk in their FSS wave really like this really, it looks really this, sweet good i hope so cuz this look has the potential to look good but i don't think they necessarily achieved it 
It's a it's a it's an odd, bulky, weird look. And his haircut Hawk's hair color has been problematic from the start. Can we talk about Hawk's haircut? From blonde to dark brown. From blonde so. to dark brown to now jet black, the older he has gotten. Yeah. That's someone that's not how hair works. <laughs> well, at least he didn't lose it. Hey. Well, yeah. hey, I, yeah. You know, it's two bald men right now having this <laughs> Skype chat. I think we know Absolutely. what we're talking about. That is not how hair works, people. Yes, yes. It does not work that way. Hawk to Crema. Do you read me? So, I, I, oh, I no, that was so crazy. Clear. <laughs> so, General, they're standing on the set of a movie, and but we don't exactly know it. So all we see is Hawk hanging out in front of a campfire, and in the backdrop, it's you know, there's wilderness and mountains and they're animating it. So it looks as normal as it would look. And out of nowhere, this guy just rips open and cream off comes <laughs> busting through, which is, oh, I, I, I think that's wonderful. I think it looks great, but we don't know it yet. So it's just shocking. Did cream off just <laughs> break the fourth wall on a cartoon? Like what just yeah, happened? I know. Right. <laughs> Captain Kremoff, we've got to save Ooh, that's a good look. The detail on Hawk right there. Yeah. Yeah, a, that, was. That, was, that was actually really good. And, and, it looks and you like, are right. The Centurion. Yeah. I, I like that feel. I like that vibe. I always liked the character. I, I always liked cool Centurions, man. I yeah. always liked the Centurions. They th- I thought that show was awesome. And and I really liked the second season when they introduced, like, the three extra dudes. Yeah. So you had a little yeah. more variety in it. I don't remember. I don't I remember any of their names. But I just remember yeah. that, that they had different. Like, I identified them by, like, the color of their outfit. You know, the red and green and yellow. And then they introduced a dude in like blue and brown, I think, or, or something. And and like, oh, it's great. Centurion yeah. is amazing. I just remember Jake Rockwell and Ace McCloud. Yeah. Oh, the, you're right. Yes. Oh, this is great. They're doing a bit from one of Jackie's movies. <laughs> Fantastic. And they just punch him. Here's the deal. If I'm ever kidnapping someone. Not saying it's going to happen, but I got to be honest. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. <laughs> and that person starts to do some type of routine, whether it's telling a joke or a sleight of hand or patty cake. The first thing I'm going to do is take a five steps back and absolutely point my gun at his head. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to be fascinated by what he's doing. I'm not going to be curious by what he's doing. I am going to step away and point a gun at him and say, as soon as you're done with your little routine, then we'll talk. <laughs> now, this is hilarious. This is what I'm talking about, where Cobra Commander was literally making evidence of his murder. They were filming the whole time. So now we get the Joes watching General Hawk cry about the death of Jackie. And they're laughing at General Hawk. <laughs> That's the that's awesome. Like, they're just, they're well, mocking a man. My <laughs> oh, you know, and you know what else? Uh, this is another thing this episode. General Hawk, his voice pattern, and I know it's, you know, it's Hawk. It's, it's, he's doing the voice. It's got a lot of uh, Adam West in it. Yes. Yes, I noticed that. Yeah. There's a whole lot of Adam West in General Hawk. To mention the best version of the old Eeny Meeny routine I've ever seen. Hey man, the old Eeny Meeny routine. Hey, I love it. <laughs> now, now hold on a second. My wife's my wife's back home. I'm gonna go stoop this co-star of mine. Hey, we're gonna support the troops and support the Jackie, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and then we get a the end for our episode at the same time as the the end on the movie that they're watching, which was I I, I like this episode a lot. It, it is a fun episode for sure. It is right. It's super charming, it's and and the, I I just love the fact that that during this time was this 1990 91 mm-hmm. something like that. During this time, it is just it's the whole line of vehicles. It's everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see the general, you see the avalanche, you see the dominator, you see the retaliator, the brawler. I mean, the rage. Yep. So, so many cool vehicles that were there that I just think in my mind going, wow, which one did you have? Oh, I had this one. I had this one. I had this one. Well, according to the fantastic guide that I, I use a lot on the show, Now You Know, The Unauthorized Guide to G.I. Joe by Lars Pearson, this episode aired on October 18th, 1990. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. It's a. It was. It was oh, a fun episode. And you know what? Yeah. Uh, um, the Baroness, the, the the lady, the the girl in this, she's supposed to be Dorothy Lamore. I think I don't. Oh. I don't think we mentioned that yet. But that's great. Yeah. So she's. Yeah. He needs that. Obviously, Bob Hope. But yeah, she's supposed to be Dorothy Lamore. So that's very cool. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, very very cool. It's yeah. It's it's. I, listen, I like it. It is a little silly. I think. But I think this is akin to The Viper is Coming. This is that kind of episode, you know? Yeah. It's just a funny little premise. And, and, and the characterization they give is fantastic between Red Star and Hawk, that they have this yeah. thing in common, especially at the time of bridging the cultural gaps. You know, because Red Star would have you know come up in, in, in Russia, General Hawk obviously American, and that they both grew up loving this, this same, the same dudes, and, and it's speaking that entertainment can cross whatever political differences you may have or whatever social economic conditions they have. You can find a similar ground with someone and go, oh yeah, oh my God, I love Bob Hope too. You know, I love Jackie, Jackie Love, so good. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I still, I still think though that this is not a continuation of. Uh, the Sumbo. I think it's an alternative, alternative world. I do. I, I think so too. I really do. Especially it it kind of makes sense because you see Grunt a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Let, I, we were laughing about it earlier, but the jet black hair on General Hawk. Yeah. It, it's That's not how... I could see it going from like blonde and young to kind of browning up when he when he put on the bomber jacket. Like, you know, he just mm -hmm. grew his hair out and it kind of got brown. That's what happens to blondes. But it doesn't go jet black. And I don't... I mean, maybe, of course, he could dye it, but also, low light went from being a blonde, curly-haired blonde guy to to having jet black hair and this, even facial hair. So you're telling me, yeah, low, he had low a beard light too. does, yeah, low light does like just for men on his beard. Like that's, <laughs> I, there's certain. It's so funny. There's certain things that are so simply answered, and the answer obviously, is, oh, he dyes his hair, right? But then, for me, as a as a viewer and you know just consumer of, of entertainment my brain goes to but that's not how people are people don't do stuff like that in other words i'll use the example of um uh going back to the terrible batman v superman but that movie when you have lex luther with a full head of hair all movie and and you get to the end of the movie and they show that he's in jail choosing to have his head shaved right right so that means you're telling me every day for the rest of his criminal career as a criminal super genius he wakes up in the morning and shaves his head <laughs> that's not how people work that's true it's you not after wonder would, about that yeah he would have a, a constant five o'clock shadow but that's not like luther like luther is full-on bald that's his look so yeah. you, you can't just say he dyes his hair or he shaves his head it's humans don't work that way if you want him to look a certain way or be a certain way like for using the bbs example you have to have it be a traumatic thing. He got hit with kryptonite or got hit with, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, and his hair just fell out. Or, or just, or, you know, he naturally just went bald. Right. But the answer absolutely cannot be he chooses to shave it. That's true, because didn't, wasn't there an episode, uh, not an episode or a comic where Luthor is, he gets hit and that's how his hair is? Yeah, his ba hair? yeah, back in the day, they said, um, like in the Silver Age, they established, it was yeah. more of a jokey Silver Age thing where, he was an experiment he was working on. Superboy, the experiment was starting to blow up and smoke out. And Superboy, who, who they they put him living in the city. They, they, they said in the Silvers, they said he grew up in, the, in Smallville with Superboy. Then in when Byrne revamped it, they, they kind of said, eh, that really is a little silly that the smartest man in the world would grow up in the same town as Superboy and never know that it's Clark Kent. So they just got rid of that. But then, they, then when Smallville came around, they kind of reintroduced it and said, yeah, he did spend time in smallville as a kid but the original silver age story was he was working on an experiment the experiment was starting to smoke out and, and blow up superboy rushed in put the experiment out with his cape and rescued him but the fumes that were created caused all of luthor's hair to fall out so then yeah. in that classic silver age thing of you made me go bald because something i worked on backfired I'm going to hate you for the rest of my life. <laughs> we were buddies, and they were friends before this. But you just made me go bald? Well, guess what, buddy? It's on. It's on until the day I die. Because now I'm bald. And that was, that was the Black Luther story, you know. 
but there's that a way is pretty to, funny. It is pretty funny. <laughs> but there's a way to do that if you're doing a modern retelling. If you want Luther to be bald, you can't have him shave his head. And so we're yeah. here, like on this show, sure, if you want to say it's the same General Hawk that was originally blonde with the Joes in a green shirt and then went to bomber jacket brown, he can't go. Don't tell me he dyes his hair black. Just don't. Yeah. Don't tell me he does that. And don't tell me low light dyes his hair black. I don't believe it. They're not. They're not that bad. Anyway, but who am I? I'm just a bald guy trying to find his way in the world, Davis. That's all. That's all I got. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Man. <laughs> well, listeners, thanks for listening. To t- this has been two bald guys talk GI Joe. We. We appreci- Is that the sequel to your show? <laughs> it's, the, it's my third podcast. It's gonna be two bald guys on GI Joe. We're only gonna Coming talk about the hairstyles. Yeah. Coming 2020s. All the hairstyles. Every single. Every, our, our, our mascot is gung-ho, of course. He's going to be our mascot. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you all so much for listening. Davis, thank you for coming back on the show. It's really great to chat with you again. Remember to go to uh, the Amazon Kindle Worlds and look for Tales from the Peregrine Base. Give it a great review. Read it. Buy it. Download it. You only have a couple weeks left before it all goes away. Hopefully there is some kind of announcement going forward. But uh, check them out at Springer underscore 17 on Instagram. And Davis, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. And thank you for the kind words. And I'm glad you enjoyed the story. You got it, my brother. Now you, Joe, and Joeing is half the battle. (laughs) 